everybody. Coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, today is commencement on BYU campus, so the show's going to be a little smaller or shorter than usual, but we're going to be talking about communication styles. What is your style? Are you dominant, expressive, analytical, amiable? Come back right after the news. We're going to be talking about it and giving you tools to help those people that you communicate with right here on the Matt Townsend Show after the news. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. White House officials are changing their tune on the Syrian regime's use of chemical weapons today. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel confirmed this morning U.S. leaders now believe chemical weapons have been used by the regime against the Syrian rebels. The suspected Boston Marathon bombers were considering another attack on Times Square in New York City. Authorities say the plan was still in the very early stages, but authorities did find another pressure cooker bomb in the car the suspects hijacked. All of the living former U.S. presidents and current President Barack Obama gathered in Texas today for the opening of the George W. Bush Library. President Obama concluded the ceremony saying of Bush, to know the man is to like the man. Three people are critically injured in Alabama after two gasoline barges exploded on the Mobile River. Fire crews have had to keep their distance from the blaze for safety reasons. Congressional leaders are now trying to find a quick fix to to combat growing airline delays around the nation, brought around by last month's automatic spending cuts. In world news, over a quarter of Spain's population is currently facing unemployment, the highest level in the country's recorded history. Leaders are now working on a new reform plan. The death toll in Bangladesh has breached 200 as rescue workers continue to try and find any survivors of the remains of a collapsed eight-story garment factory. And Iranian leaders say they are ready to resume talks with world powers about their highly disputed nuclear program. Many Western powers fear Iran means to gain nuclear weapons capacity. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your guide on the side, your coach, doing what we can on this program to give you a leg up, the tools you need to make it through this crazy thing we call life. And today we have an interesting show. I'm kind of excited about it. We lost a half hour of the show because on BYU campus right now, there, I don't know, are probably 24,000 people aggregating at the biggest building on campus As they're celebrating, I hope, the graduation of 6,000 people. So we, in about one hour, are going to turn it over, and you're going to actually get to listen in to the entire commencement program. Is that right? Is that our plan? One hour from now. Skyboy, are you ready for this? This is a big deal. I've been really excited for this for a long time now. Really? No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. This guy who's not graduating. (laughs) That's like, that, was the, that was the most excitement I've seen out of you in a long time. Well, okay. That's okay. Now, graduation, because this is a big deal. That's why I actually thought your mom was in town, and then I realized- Well, nope. she is for my, my cousin's graduation. Okay. So her niece, my cousin, is graduating. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to graduate ever? I'm still trying to graduate from high school. <gasps> Good so, point. Yeah. True that. True, true, true. So uh, here's the funny thing. On our show, we've been on almost a year now. It feels more like four. And um, at the very beginning, way back in the day, we had one of our very first 
team members was Ben Wagner. You may remember him. He does sports. He liked to be called the man, the myth, the legend. That's right. You remember that? Yeah. Now, Benny, you're graduating. I am indeed. Does your is your family coming? Is everyone here? Uh, well, my family lives up in Heber, which, for those who don't know, is just up Provo Canyon. Yeah. It's like so it's 40 a long, minutes away it's, from well, here. It's 40 minutes, yeah. but they'd have to come downhill. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's troubling and taxing. <laughs> yeah, that's but uh, yeah, they're coming. They're coming, but no one. I mean, I don't have you know any family, extended family flying in or Where's anything like robe? that. Where's your robe? I don't see your robes. Uh, I'm actually a little busy today, amongst other things. So I'm not going to the commencement. I'm oh, going to my convocation tomorrow okay. to get my. How do we know you're really back. graduating? That's actually good. I actually have asked myself that same have question. <laughs> so oh, the counselors man. tell me I have enough credits, but do I don't. I don't know if they. You know, yeah. I don't think they got their degrees in math. But so they don't. But they also have to clean up some of the record issues. There's some issues. <laughs> yeah, there are a few. Yeah, just from the police and stuff. Yeah. But um, so you're graduating in what? Uh, English. Okay. My emphasis was British literature. Well, so. I, in fact, I can tell. Yeah. You're very crisp. That's right. When you speak. Shakespearean almost. Almost Shakespearean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we miss you on the show because you used to do some really cool little stories and bits. Well, I tried. I tried. Yeah. We even play some of them once in a while. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'll have to start listening again. Then. You're the one that made famous um, uh, holiday fireworks. Oh, yeah. That's, that's correct. Do you remember actually? that? Yeah. I yeah. cried. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a tearjerker. And so you're going to sit here. You're going to not go to anything today. You're not going to celebrate graduation with the rest of the 25,000 people. Here's you're, the, tomorrow here's the you're thing. just going to pick well, up for, the diploma. Here's the thing. First off, I don't like people. So hanging out <laughs> okay. with those 25,000. Yeah, no. yeah. You're <laughs> antisocial. I, I, it is a little anticlimactic, actually, yeah. the whole graduation it thing. Uh, I've been here seemingly a decade, and I'm actually <laughs> going right back. Uh, it's a graduate school in the fall. Are so, you going here? Yeah, here. So it's wow. almost like I'm not even leaving. No, you need to branch out. Yeah, no, I know. I'm aware of that. Isn't that interesting? It's, it is anticlimactic. Wait, you wait. You wait till you know. You just deal with the rest of your life, and you find out how really anticlimactic it all is. Uh, it seems like those big life events. Sometimes I remember my high school graduation was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. It's not what you thought. Like you thought there would be, like a parade. There should be. Uh huh. I mean, I think so. Mm-hmm. No, no. It's just like everyone's like, Whew, he graduated. You know, it's as, a much tu- as much Can tuition as much tuition I paid to the school over the last uh-huh. know, eight, nine, ten years, however long I've been here. You know, Has they it should been throw ten a parade, years for really. real. <laughs> they should have. They should. Have. I, I started here in two thousand. It was fall of two thousand and five. Brother. Yeah. I mean, I took a two year hiatus yeah. there to go to Mexico for a while. Uh-huh. I had a. Uh, one uh, one semester abroad as well, so I yeah, mean, I had some breaks. In what there, about but... the other? I don't know, seven years. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, but you were also finding yourself. That's right. I was on a journey of self discovery. Uh-huh. That's why it took me, I don't know, three years to pick a major. And then and then you settled on English. That's right. I mean, okay, you could have done Spanish. I I could have. <laughs> I I am fluent in Spanish, so <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could have done Spanish. Why English? Um, I always loved to uh, read when yeah. I was a kid. I was a pretty uh, you like words, yeah, that, yeah, those things. I was a I don't know, just a voracious reader mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I uh, read a lot, and at some point when I was battling what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, somehow getting to read books for school that I would just read anyway seemed like a good idea. And now you're going to get a master's in in English. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you thinking with that one? What are you going to do? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably be poor. Well, get but, in line. <laughs> pick a pick a job now. You're probably going to be poor. Yeah. Well, I, I just like the. Um, Are you going to teach? 
Uh, hopefully, yeah. I'm actually going to be teaching freshman English in the fall here. So if you, you, if you have really? any, if you have any uh, freshmen coming to BYU, sign up for my section. But that is really cool because yeah. here you were you were in school forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now you're teaching freshmen. Yeah. Who will be in school forever? <laughs> so symbolic. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, I'm sure Rob got you a gift in, in behalf of the team. Oh, I hope so. It's this uh, autographed uh, <laughs> piece of paper from the printer. Oh, it's, it's not a Matt Townsend headshot? Could, yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Get, get, get a headshot and I will sign I don't get a book or something? <laughs> we couldn't afford Matt's uh, signature, yeah. so it's just the, the rest of us. Oh, okay. But, uh, we hope you appreciate yeah. it. That'll be worth something Books one day. Books cost a lot not. of money. Yeah. <laughs> You'll learn that when you're an English master's degree student. That's right. Oh, I've already learned that lesson. Have you already learned it? Uh, ben, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank and you much. Uh, we got your back. And hey, you can come on the show anytime hey, you want. I will still be around. I'm so. sure you will. For yeah. about, then you're going to get a doctorate here? Uh, no. Here, no. Come I, on. I, no, no Just way. Do it. I can't. You know, I grew up in the South. I grew up in South Carolina. Yeah. I can't handle this snow. It's it's yeah. it's it's you a little need, much for me. You need to get out. Yeah, just, just yeah, try another university. There's there is a university uh, west of BYU. You could go there. <laughs> is that actually a university? It is now. Okay, and you could go north <laughs> to University of Utah, which nobody at BYU I, I'm, would I'm, tolerate. I'm, una- I, I'm the sports guy here. I'm unaware of that school. I know, you so. hear that every <laughs> single day. Ben, keep doing sports, brother. Happy Will graduation. Do. Thank you much. Take care. Okay, we're going to uh, take our break. We want to get our guests on. We only have uh, a little bit, you know, three segments with these guys. And we are, we've are we got a really cool deal coming. We have all been evaluated to figure out what is our communication style. Everybody on the team, except Skyboy, you weren't evaluated. Uh, no. Well, we're going to have to do it. On the fly. Yes. We're going to figure out our styles. We're going to have them teach them to you, and then we're going to fix our team once and for all. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back after this break right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Could your shopping coupons play a video? Will your concert tickets play free music? Disposable paper USB drives could make it happen. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. A disposable USB thumb drive made out of paper will be hitting the market this year. Made with a tiny silicon chip about as big as a grain of rice and conductive ink, all the functions of a thumb drive can be laminated into three sheets of regular paper and added to mass-printed items like business cards, resumes, brochures, and pamphlets. To use the drive, you tear off a perforated strip from the original document, fold it twice, and insert it into your computer or other device. With a capacity of between 8 and 32 megabytes of data, there's room for music files, photos, documents, even a short video. The paper USB drive can also be read wirelessly by some smartphones, just putting the phone next to the chip. And while they're designed to be disposable, the drives can be reused several times and loaded with your own files using a special reader-writer unit. How about a greeting card that contains a slideshow of photos? Or concert tickets that include a bonus track from the artist? I wonder if it can store a short radio show. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Tonight, BYU TV brings you life-changing songs, camps, and excavations. First, dig deep into some of the world's best-kept secrets in Passport Earth's amazing underground secrets. 
Then long-lost siblings reunite at a camp where foster children meet their blood brothers and sisters on Turning Point. After the camp, Jack and White share the sacrifices they made to do music in the song that changed my life. Relive your childhood and find your song tonight on BYU TV. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, this abbreviated version of the show. We, again, we're going to be going to BYU graduation exercises in about 40 minutes from now or so. And uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to just hear what's going on at BYU. Now, before we do that, we have brought on an expert, Dr. Mike Cheney. Oh, please, not Dr. You don't want to go doctor, just Mike. Let's just go with Mike. Mike is the CEO of the company, Persogenics is the name of the company. So you can find Persogenics. I'm going to be telling you this a lot. P-E-R-S-O-N. No, P-E-R-S-O. Persogenics. G-E-N-I-C-S. Yep. And Mike um, is also a professor at BYU for the master's programs in the schools of engineering, family life, social work. So you teach communication. That is correct. In all of these schools. That is correct. Which is like seriously needed. It seriously needed. Have you learned that? Yeah, Have absolutely. you seen that? Do, how do, I mean, you started a company really trying to figure out how people relate, how they communicate. Right? Yes, absolutely. And you do consulting with some huge firms, Microsoft, HP, Toyota, Boeing, um, the Canadian justice system, and you're a consultant with the U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. At one time, that is correct. At one time. She's no longer an active justice issue. she's not. So fill us in, Mike, seriously, communication, number one complaint I have in relationships is a lack of communication. So I'm assuming in corporate, it's probably one of the top issues. It is. It's becoming, without a doubt, the top issue. Is it? Well, it seems like, too, and I'm kind of on a weird rant about this, but I feel like when you think of the information age, Mm -hmm. with all this information and knowledge we have, it seems like the number one tool set is going to be your communication. If you're in the information age, communication is probably the number one skill set you need to have. Absolutely. Dating. Yeah. Communications, teamwork, it doesn't matter. It's if huge, you're not right? communicating so that someone understands what right. you're trying to tell them, it's not going to work well. Well, and you're not you're not like you, – you actually go in and assess. You're not like just saying, I'm going to teach his skills. You actually go in and start identifying what's the style. And you believe everyone has kind of a different style to handling a communication in a situation. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, yourself, are you the same at work as you are at home? No. <laughs> are you the same in a social situation as you are at work? No. You see, people aren't the same. No. What they use, they use the word personality. Today. Yeah. That isn't the right thing. That isn't right. your personality no. that they're measuring. It's kind of situational, really. It is situational, and that's what we try to teach. But we want people to understand that they need to know, first of all, which one they favor, uh-huh. and then in which situations will they bring up another one. Oh. And that can be confusing to somebody who say... I'm introduced to a new team, yeah, and they're used to me being of a certain pattern, right? And all of a sudden, I've changed my pattern. Interesting. And so that's why we have so many of our clients who actually will have their name, title, and what their pattern of communication is underneath their 
doors and on their cubicles, and sometimes well, they put it on balloons. It's information. I mean, really, I mean, it, on balloons, and they hang it about, yeah. uh, hang them tied around their neck. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> there's Mister Expressive. Expressive. Um, well, we're I, talking about you now. I know that's totally me. In fact, I want to get into them. Let's talk about it. So you you can actually go in and assess, and and you break a person down into four different. I guess you're saying approaches yes, to communication. Correct. Yes. And what are those four? Uh, we refer to them as a dominant, expressive, analytical, and amiable. Okay, dominant. So every word is going to mean something. So dominant meaning? Dominant was chosen because we find that that pattern of communication, what they're really trying to do is control time and getting a task accomplished. Okay. And so sometimes because they're dominant in nature – People who are not of that nature, such as the amiables, yeah. are put off by them and they don't listen. Oh, they think they're mad or there's something else yeah. going on. Yeah. So, so can, dominant is really kind of – it's almost like this is more the spirit of their approach. Yeah. Is that, that kind of what it is? That would like be a good way to say that. They have this weird – like a, a dominant is somebody that they're just trying to control to an end. Let's get this going. That's right. Let's not we're, – we're messing up. That's we're just right. wasting time. That is correct. So that's the dominant. Amiable then just would be super friendly, super – The amiable what? is the team player. That, that's the person that finds the greatest joy in anything they do, whether it's family or work or play, in being part of the group. Oh, and, interesting. And uh, participating. Sometimes they lead. Sometimes they don't. Huh. Uh, they just like – people they like to be part of the group isn't that interesting because like this is an extrovert or introvert but you might if you're an introvert you might tend to have a different style than an extrovert for example you might because yeah. you don't use the same pattern in yeah. all situations no. and so it kind of depends how you're doing it and That's maybe correct. even where the what the level of relationship is too yes absolutely without a doubt so we have the dominant and then we have the amiable kind of the friendly team member yes doesn't want to make waves always wants to like pay Always wants to, like, honor the, the team. Yes, and uh, support whoever needs support. support Absolutely. It. That's a cool one. I want that one. Yeah, I'm sorry. You got the expressive. Darn it. <laughs> then go, <laughs> go to the expressive. All right. What's the expressive? The expressive loves to talk. Ugh. Their ideas come so fast to them that sometimes they can think faster than talk. Yeah, that's true. And I yeah. would, I'm just going to take a wild no, guess here, Matt, but totally. I bet you that there are some people on your staff that when you get through to explain what you wanted, they look at you and say, No, they do. Every one of them. What did he say? I know. They're like, who? That's because you think so fast. It is. And you can't keep up with it. Yeah. Even though you talk fast. But, but then, then I express it. That's so, right. So I'm actually just thinking out loud. That is exactly right. In fact, that's the rule we apply for the expressive. Expressive Tell think out loud. others when you're thinking out loud. That means I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just trying to get my own thoughts organized before I know what I want done. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, um, so you have amiable, expressive, dominant, and analytical. Yes. They're I'm, the, I'm assuming they just think, 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 think. They're the thinkers. They really are. They like to know that whatever they say or do or commit to do yeah. will be done right the first time. Mm. That's so important to them that they'll ask questions, and then they'll come back and ask some more questions that sound just like the last one they asked. Yeah. So that they're actually really concerned about accuracy. Yes, very much so. Uh, You're probably married to one since 87% of most marriages are to an opposite. Now, I might no, be No, I am. I'm married. No, she's a total analytical. <laughs> me too. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, but that's Can a, we strike I, that off the air? You don't a, need that, that Can you edit that out, Skyway? <laughs> but that's really true, actually. Yes. She's very analytical. She's an amiable. Mm-hmm. Yes. But So she's quietly thinking, and she can't always keep up with me. No. In fact, sometimes mm-hmm. she just listens to you out of being polite. In fact, I'll bet yeah. you she's told you before. Well, sometimes she just sleeps. She doesn't even <laughs> pretend to listen. <laughs> That's true. Which I think is rude. Well, my wife says, Mike, talk to me. 
when she can't get to sleep. She's really? asleep in two minutes, yep. How rude. It doesn't matter what I talk about. <laughs> what are you, Mike? I'm an expressive dominant. Are I'm you an really? expressive most of the time. Okay. When I'm in meetings, I, I revert to my amiable nature. I let other people do the talking. I listen to what they're saying. Yeah. I kind of pull what I think are the good ideas out of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then when they're all done, since I'm in charge, yeah. I can say, you know, a lot of good ideas. These are the ones that impressed me the most. And, and, then, what's amazing and then you start is, going... I guess start organizing again. around their ideas. Yeah, then I go back to so, so you use let's the amiable this. to get what to get the team spin and that's effort. Right. Then yes. you can turn it back. That's kind of a nice skill set. Your yours is nice because you've got the benefit of dominant, which means eventually you'll get something done. That's usually we hope so. Yeah, but then you also can be friendly at, in a meeting. Absolutely, people are most important thing to me, without a doubt. I. Uh, in fact, the, my accountant, accounting guys would tell you, Mike's not interested in the money. He just wants to know who he can help. That's great. Yeah, and that's my nature. But in See, business, you sometimes you can't be that way all the time. No, well, no. And but I, what I love about this approach is you're you're giving somebody more than just the problem is you got to talk. Everyone, that's kind of how everyone fixes communication. Is the answer is always well, you got to talk, and then you got to listen. So there's your combination. Right. But you're breaking it down more into this is almost more. How and why. Why we do what we do. That's right. And how we approach people. That's correct. And what we try to teach people is first about themselves. Yeah. Here, here's what you're most comfortable doing. Here's why you do it. Here's what motivates you. Um, here's why uh, things go in your thoughts the way they do. Mm-hmm. Now, here are the people that you don't do as well with. And we know that, of course, from the assessments that people take. Yeah. And then we can say, so. Pay close attention right here because these are the folks that aren't quite getting you. Yeah. And here are we – we never give more than two rules or two guidelines okay. to how you should talk or communicate with an individual who is not like you, okay. who is more like the opposite. Yeah. Like, for instance, your wife. Yeah. If you, if you ask her for a list, oh, she'll give you a long list of the things she wants you to do. Oh, yeah. But all you need is two. Yeah. And, and that's hopefully – that you'll do those two and not get distracted off onto another right, thing. Right. Okay. So we got it. But this, this is where it gets complicated. I'm not complicated. picking on you, by the way. Well, no, I love that. <laughs> but this, this is where it gets. Um, so if the, if you're out there in listener land, you should be asking yourself basically of the four styles we've talked about: dominant, expressive, analytical, amiable. Mm-hmm. Which one do you feel you tend to be? Most that, people who are listening are probably doing that. Absolutely. They already know. You think? They I mean, it do. seems obvious. Uh, the dominant knows for sure. Yeah. The expressive knows but might not want to admit it. Yeah. It's um, too public. Yeah, it is too public. And the analytical, there's not enough information that we could give in two hours that will convince them that yeah. they're analytical. But they're just not going to. Th- they yeah. have need more information. Uh-huh. The amiable is thinking, I think I'm amiable, but I don't know if that's strong enough. So I'm not sure I want anybody to know that. Right. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, an amiable might just seem, I mean, every one of these are actually strengths and yes, weaknesses. They are in some cases. It's just it's just I mean cuz you can be dominant, you can be too dominant. Yes, you can. I guess you'd be called offensive. Yes, you right? would. Controlling. Controlling. You can um, be too expressive, which would be I guess flighty, uh non-focused or whatever. Yes, correct. Analytical, uh you're just too heady. Yeah, too you don't ever make a decision. Yeah. Why, what what's think, the hold think, up? Think, think, yeah. think, 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 think. And then amiable is just never trust him. He's everyone's friend. <laughs> He's got no standards. <laughs> no. Crush no, him. No, no, no. But did you know amiables make up thirty seven percent of the population as Do the, they really? as their favorite communication? Yes. Is 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 it as the favorite? That's the one that group. The reason thirty seven percent of the population picks amiable 
is they're most comfortable with that pattern. They want to be nice, though. Yeah. They want to be nice. They want to be part of things. They want to be appreciated for what they do, Mm. but they're not sure if they ought to say anything. Is it the number one of the four styles? Is that the most common? Yes, 37%. Wow. Analyticals are 32. Really? Yep. You and I are 19. What is our deal? Oh, we're just so cool. Not too many people can be like yeah, us. Yeah, we're special. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's what my wife always says. You're so special. Yeah, right. I Only you now. could talk in circles <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, so That's interesting. And dominant are? 12%. So dominant are the most? Are the least? Are the least? Uh, utilized pattern. Interesting. Yeah. And you have found, have you done this for marriages? Oh, yes, very much so. So have you found that in a marriage we really truly do find our opposite? Usually we do, 87% of the time. Are these, are these um, or do we create our opposite in our style? So if I'm super expressive, and it, it would force somebody that I'm working with to become more probably dominant or analytical, it would th- seem like. Well, actually, what they would do is they'd learn a rule like, for instance, if you were talking and giving me some instructions, I would say something like, uh, are you talking out loud or is this something you want me to do? Yeah. And you'd say, no, I'm just talking out loud until yeah. I figure it out. See, that now oh, yeah. I know how to listen to you. See, that's why I, bl- I blow people's minds because I'll just throw a million ideas out there. And they think you want them to go oh, and yeah. do all of and them. And they look and at me don't. like, I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where have you been, Mike? You could have saved me. <laughs> hey, I was looking at your nutshells in Jeez. here. And you've Were got you a couple them? people that are very different. Well, yeah. In fact, I, I, want, I, I wasn't going to do this, but I want to talk <laughs> about everyone now. Because, oh, dear. But we don't have to do it right. Let's take a break first. But okay. let's, let's get – I want to know something else first. Sure. Before we go to break, you bet. Um, okay, so here we sit. You're in a marriage. You uh, you're barely finding these things out. This is important information. Like, what's your communication style? What's your approach? Um, does this change? Not really. It's pretty. It's so. It's kind of part of your it's part of your DNA. It's part of you. We actually did a study where we could uh, tell by the questions that were answered by mothers in their last trimester pretty much the communication pattern of the child by certain behaviors that they do in certain situations before really? they're even born. Yeah. You could kind of tag them in yeah. utero. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? But you definitely see it in the first few months that yeah. you have them. Well, yeah. And then easily you start noticing the pattern. Absolutely. The only time you get a bunch of shifting taking place is when they turn teenagers. Oh, of course. And that's because they're yeah. trying to figure out who mm-hmm. they really are. Yeah. Well, and, and it seems like hormones would probably oh, yes. create too much interference Oh yes, Without with their own nature, huh? Because uh, to me, that's also that's pretty telling. And it, basically, the idea you don't do this just to be able to peg someone. Oh, you're dominant, so you're just controlling. You do this so that we now know how to operate. That is correct. It just is broadening. Yeah. See, I, dominance twelve percent, but I love working with them because I don't take them personally. Yeah. When they go, well, yeah, what do you need? Yeah. I just give them an answer, and I get my answer, and I leave. And. Most people will yeah. go, man, they were upset. That I'm guy's surprised. rude. Yeah. And he's not rude at all. In fact, if you said what's wrong, it's a nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah. Very true. Well, and it's also true. Like in high school, I would always be expressive, but then when, in certain groups, I'd get more analytical. I'd just get quiet. And the minute I got quiet, they'd all come to me and say, what's, what's wrong? wrong? What's wrong with you, Matt? <laughs> Are you right. sad? <laughs> no, I'm not. Leave me alone. Give me a dominant. I need a dominant. <laughs> Take care of this person. But it's it, people read you wrong, don't they? Yes, they do. That's the biggest thing that we teach is uh, learn to recognize who you're really talking to. Yeah. Because um, then you can discern it. And But this is something you – I don't even need you, – you probably are to the point, Mike, that you could just evaluate – you don't even need to evaluate them. You just sense them. You see them. And you know kind of exactly how to go. 
Yes, that's true. See, that's we need that. Humans need to be able to discern that quickly well, that's what and we accurately. Yes, they do. And then you just teach workshops. Is that what you do? Uh, I mean, usually, how do you do this? You well, we have software that people uh, use in the companies. Uh, we have a family program that families use. They can watch it on TV and and uh, interact with their children. Uh, children can take an assessment and these nutshells we were talking about where they compare. I love it. Like what you would do with one of your children who yeah. is of a different nature mm-hmm. may not even be the same things that are told to your wife because she's not she doesn't communicate like right, you. So right. her way of doing it has to be different with oh, this yeah. child. And that's interesting too, which is probably why certain parents have more power with certain children. That is correct. And more influence because you're I mean if you're coming at it amiably versus out of dominance. Mm-hmm. Depending on the child, it will be read differently. Well, I'll give you a good example is the amiable child. Um, an amiable child will respond to just about anything the parent says legitimately, really mm-hmm. try. Right. If when they're in trouble, the parent doesn't look down on them. Instead, let's say they're sitting on their bed. The parent comes in and sits down on the floor to have the conversation. Because if you are above them, they're, they're worried that they're going There's to be like in trouble. There's like a hierarchy. That's right. But with an amiable, if you sit down and talk to them, Beautiful communication. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Mike, this is good. This is this is important. It is important. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to okay. come back, start analyzing the team a bit here. But if you have a question for Mike about communication styles, give us a call. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. You can ask Mike a question about even your own child. Maybe he can uh, give you a little, uh, I don't know, diagnosis over the phone. Maybe a little prediction. Take a hmm. choice. Yes. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back right after this on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. You have opinions, stories, and ideas to share, too. So be ready to call in to one of our BYU Radio talk shows and share your thoughts on air by adding our toll-free number to your contacts. It's 855-CHAT-BYU. So next time you're listening to Matt Townsend, The Morning Show, or Julie Hanks, you'll be ready to add your two cents. Just add our number to your phone now. Again, our number is 855-CHAT-BYU. That's 855-242-8298. We can't wait to hear from you. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. U.S. leaders now believe the Syrian regime has used chemical weapons against the rebel forces as the Syrian civil war continues to worsen. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel says the decision to speak out about the use of these weapons was made in the last day. The suspected Boston Marathon bombers were considering another attack on Times Square in New York City. Authorities say the plan was still in the very early stages, but they did find another pressure cooker bomb in the car when the suspects were hijacked. I'm sorry, when the car the suspects hijacked, excuse me. All of the living former U.S. presidents and current President Barack Obama gathered in Texas today for the opening of the George W. Bush Library. President Obama concluded the ceremony saying of Bush, to know the man is to like the man. Three people are critically injured in Alabama after two gasoline barges exploded on the Mobile River. Fire crews had to keep their distance from the blaze for safety reasons. Congressional leaders are now trying to find a quick fix to combat growing airline delays around the nation, brought around by last month's automatic spending cuts. In world news, over a quarter of Spain's population is currently facing unemployment, the highest level in the country's recorded history. Leaders are now working on a new reform plan. 
The death toll in Bangladesh has breached 200 as rescue workers continue to try and find any survivors in the remains of a collapsed eight-story garment factory. And Iranian leaders say they are ready to resume talks with world powers about their highly disputed nuclear program. Many Western powers fear Iran means to gain nuclear weapons capacity. That's the news to half past the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are uh, we're figuring out our communication styles here on the show, and uh, it, this is this is a really really big deal. And I'm afraid most of us don't think enough about it. We're with Mike Cheney, and he is the CEO of the company Persigenics. Go to persigenics.com. And you can fill, and find that. He's a professor at BYU and uh, teaches in the schools of engineering, family life, social work, business, and law. But what he teaches are, are basically human development skills, communication skills. That's correct. To these, all of these other disparate fields, which really, when you think of it, I mean, engineering, major, we need communication skill. Every field, we need them, obviously, but it's a big deal. you got to be good at this. Well, every one of these schools have, are going to have graduate students, and yeah. the first thing they want to go and do is get a job. Right. And if they don't understand how they communicate and if they can't recognize the pattern that's interviewing them, they can blow oh. a situation that was the right fit, Yeah. but the other people couldn't see it because they couldn't understand them. Yeah. So, so let's say you show up at a job interview, yeah. and you're talking to... A dominant, mm-hmm. and but you're talking, you're all amiable. Oh, okay. And everything you're saying is just about building relationships and team. And well, I'm a really good team member, and I work hard, and I'll talk to people, and I'll make them really like me. But in your head, if I'm a dominant, I'm thinking, do you get results? Are you going to get results for me? Tell that me about your results. Right. I want to hear about your results. See, the amiable is what we try to teach them is if you find yourself across from a dominant, do not sit back. Sit up on lean your up, chair. Kind of okay? lean in. Because the dominant doesn't take you seriously if you won't look them right in the eye. Right. Now, believe it or not, they're the only group that requires that direct eye contact dominant. at all times. Dominance. Which is interesting because it almost seems like a dominant person would rather that you don't look them. Like, it's almost like they want to dominate you. So if you're not looking at me, I'm probably dominating you. Well, what they think, though, in reality is if you're not looking me in the eye, what are you hiding? What aren't you telling oh, me? Yeah. Can I trust you? And can you keep up with me? Can you, are you, can you handle me? Yes, but they figure that doesn't really matter because I'm the boss and you're going to handle me. Oh, interesting. Uh, because That's you're going to do it my way. Yeah. So that can impact that. So we have to figure out dominant, expressive, analytical, or amiable. Mm-hmm. And everyone on our team went through your assessment. And took the assessment. Now, it's interesting, too. Some people had a lot harder time filling out the assessment. Yes. Guess who that was, by the way? Analyticals and amiables? Uh-huh. <laughs> and an expressive. <laughs> but I guess, I don't know. Rob, how long did it finally take you to get through it? Uh, about an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. Two dinners, a meal, and a movie. <laughs> um, but so, everyone, so the analytical really is going to overthink it. Well, they don't want to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And when they're selecting some of these characteristics, they go, well, I'm all of those. Yeah. But which one are you most? Oh, man. Because you make a, it's a forced ranking. You basically yes. make us choose the highest and lowest. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And so 
I guess the best way to do this is on the team. So I'm an expressive expressive. And by the way, why do we use two words? Why do we say expressive expressive? Well, uh, the, the graphs that show up on your chart when you uh-huh. take an assessment, there's kind of a midpoint. And everything that goes above the midpoint is a characteristic that you use a lot. Okay. Depending on how high it goes. It could go up to 800. Okay. Uh, but um, so when you look at that, if you only got one of the characteristics above that 400 mark, right? then we, we say you really will use an expressive, expressive nature or a okay. dominant, dominant, yeah. or an analytical, analytical, amiable, amiable. Yeah, so if that number was lower, you could throw in another characteristic that was higher? Uh, yes, you could. Okay. Uh, but uh, we don't because somebody who has only one that high up, they really need to concentrate on yeah. themselves and understand how they're impacting their communication. Because mm-hmm. really all we all want is for the other person to understand what we want. Yeah. So if I'm a dominant and I don't learn how to ask rather than tell people to do things, right. I will get the response I need. Yeah. Not as quick as I want it, for sure. See, um, I, this, this jives with some of the research. I think it's Marcus Buckingham, his research on starting with your strengths from the Gallup organization. Sure. That, so if my strength is expressive, I should master expressive and understand how to be how to relate to every other person. That is correct. But don't I don't need to go try to be amiable. No. I just need to know that I'm expressive, try to figure out what others are and just cult or you know, use my messaging the right way with each person. That is correct. That is absolutely the bottom line of it's, what we're trying to do. You know, where's this been? This should be taught in preschool. As a matter of fact, we have schools all over the nation that use it. We've got uh, a large study going on in Idaho with all the principals and vice principals to determine how well they communicate. That's great. Uh, well, and teachers, I mean, imagine. Absolutely. And I guess, too, that I guess there's certain fields. Do you notice that if you go to a field um, like, I don't know, engineering, uh-huh. do you tend to have more analyticals? You know, in the engineering field, today's engineering field, we find we've got more analytical expressive combinations really? than we do with the analytical amiable now, it used to be different than that yeah, 15, 20 years right, ago. Right. But now, engineering today is in a whole different world. Uh-huh. They're not down at the level that we were yeah. when we were younger. Yeah. They're at a level where they have to be visionary as well. So uh-huh. they have to be able to see how something could work. And sell their ideas. And it seems also like it might even be more team oriented in a way as a field. Usually, because engineers usually have to work as a team, Mm -hmm. no matter, it takes different kinds to do that. Now, the biggest thing we teach our engineer students uh, over at the School of Technology is how to communicate for their interviews when they they go out, because this is all in the master's Uh programs, and uh, they've got to know. Well, and if somebody's really effective at doing this, they're the ones that are going to get the jobs. The people that aren't effective at reading styles... They're just not going to get the job. Yeah. You know, it isn't a skill-based hiring system anymore. Mm-hmm. See, one of the things that's happening is you can hire somebody who has the right skill set yeah. for that job. But you, if you don't match them to the communication pattern and the comfort level of the culture and the job, right. they're a perfect hire for skills and a terrible hire in three months when they leave. Oh, yeah. And that costs like $25,000 oh, every yeah. time you have to rehire somebody. Oh, it's Lost revenue. So, so it is a money saver. It is on the business end. side for sure. Um, okay, so here we sit on my team. On the team, we have two people. Let's just go with where the numbers are. Okay, we have two people: Bryce, uh, Bryce Tobin, the are the, the guy that does the rants, right? And Rob, <laughs> Rob Sanders, the executive producer. Both of them are what we would call analytical, amiable. That right? is correct. So I, here I am on the team. I'm expressive, expressive. 
by the way, and this is actually very interesting because in my life I know that, and so I have always hired people around me that That's pretty right. much get everything I'm thinking done. That's what I do. It's a brilliant thing. We have to, or we wouldn't be successful. Oh, yeah. No, at what totally. We do. And so that my success is always bound on the people around me. Mine right? too. And um, and so if I have Bryce and um, Rob, both analytical amiables, how? Okay, tell me about them. Okay, they are going to you you mystify them a little bit yeah they like you because you how do you not like an expression well, it's because i'm always moving and dancing throwing fairy dust everywhere. well the problem is they have to learn how to tell when you're just thinking out loud because mm-hmm. you have to hear yourself say your ideas yeah. to decide what the answer no, or the totally. solution is totally they don't have to do that they do it all in their head yeah which is weird so <laughs> well you're, you're i've never been acquired here <laughs> But they want to do things right, and that's what drives uh-huh. them. The amiable wants to stay out of trouble, avoid conflict. The analytical wants to do it right. When you combine those two things together, they want you – what they're really looking for. Right. In fact, I can tell you right now, you'll notice the difference if you start doing this after the show. When you are thinking out loud, yeah. just before you start the thought, which, by the way, won't start at the beginning of the thought. It'll start somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. which is confusing to them right totally. there. So just say, listen, I'm thinking out loud for a few minutes, so when I'm done, just ask me any questions. They will be so relieved. You'll see them relax. Yeah, because now what you just told them was, I just, cool. you just need to listen. You don't have to do yeah. anything yet. That's and good. now they'll listen better. Yeah. Now what you could do that helps them is when you get ready to talk, fold your hands. Like right now, even though we're sitting here and yeah. no one can see us, yeah. if I say don't move your hands or your body right now, tell me what you like to do for fun. Then I'd uh, You started to move oh, again. Oh, but I can't. Yeah, I but can't. But can, can you do it unless you're moving? No. You see? So what happens is this. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I can't do it. <laughs> it hurts so bad. <laughs> By all means, please move. to talk without my hands. Is that but, an expressive thing? Expressives expressive. need to move their hands. Well, that's part of their, their communication body. pattern. That's what keeps up with the thinking. And all yeah. of a sudden, when I asked you not to move your hands, yeah. I said, what do you like to do for fun? You had a lot of ideas running through your mind, but you couldn't grab no. one of them. Yep. Now, if you'd held onto that for just a little longer, pretty soon you notice the thinking would slow down and you could become more articulate and clear. Oh, interesting. And you probably have learned that being on yeah. the radio. Well, yeah. I usually – once I get my legs, you know, after right. I start, then I right. can eventually catch up and then right. my brain catches up. So that until is. then, I have all these fillers that I do. Right. Well, my brain's cooking. <laughs> so with the analytical – so if I'm sitting here expressive, expressive, I should be like warning my people, hey, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. Give me – I mean, just just listen and then hear it out and then ask me any questions you've got. That's exactly right. What should they do? To deal like, because um, they have a different approach too. Yes, they do. Now their approach would be this: that when they come to ask you a question, first of all, they want to feel that you are, you want to see them. Yeah. And the best thing you do is to say it a little bit slower. When you could say, turn and you could say something like, uh, "Bryce, what can I help you with?" Just a little, little slower, a little quieter yep. pitch that makes oh, it more comfortable. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then I gotta um, write that down. Slow <laughs> down. Okay. Yeah. And um, that tells them that they have your attention. Mm. Now, what they have to do is they have to let you know that they're going to take some time, okay? But the problem is they don't know how much time it'll take. So they might come in and say, do you ha- I need to talk to you for a little bit. And you'll yeah. go, uh, okay, uh, but you're starting to wonder how long is this going to yeah. take because i got other things to yeah. do. So we kind of encourage them to come in and say, listen, I need two or three minutes. Yeah. Well, two so or three minutes. So state what you need. Yeah. I need three minutes. Yeah. And then the secret is... 
they'll want to start with A and go to B and C and D because they don't want to go to the bottom line because the bottom line, how could you understand that if you don't understand how I got there? Just trust me. But (laughs) Just get there. Oh, that's you, B. Is that you? Do you You do that? I do that too. Yeah. But you know what? What they don't know is the expressive pattern. Actually, when someone asks them a question, everything they know about that is right there already. It's already, already circulating. Yeah, it's like it's on a piece of it's paper. It's like it's in front not stored away anymore. No, it's, it's not just stored. floating. Everything's floating. That's up right. There. And so when they start with A, you go, I already know. In your mind, you're going, I know A, I yeah. know B, I know C. What, what did you want? So what we teach them to do is when you walk in, say, let me first tell you the outcome I'm looking for when I leave here. Now they've just gone down to Z, yeah, good. the bottom line. Good. And now all that information you yep. then see, you can then ask questions where you don't yeah. have the information. And to them, that's a backwards logic. Instead, they'd yes. rather give you the logic, thus yes. the answer. I'd rather have the answer and let me, let me go backwards. Yeah, because I might find out as I go backwards that I'm wrong. That's exactly right. But at least now I'm listening because yeah. you started. I know yeah. what you want. I know oh, see, why you're so here. my mind. Yeah. It, it's just... You know how many people have divorced because of this? Oh, probably about 50% of the population. It's your fault, Mike. <laughs> Mike, if you were more aggressive and you had more dominance on your team, yeah. you would have saved millions of marriages by now. That's one of my favorite things when I do the marriage. Uh, family, I bet that's Family-wise stuff. That's I all mine too. And, but to have tool sets like this, you know, I, we got to talk because I, I got some people <laughs> that need some help. Hey, you did a seminar. <clears throat> In fact, you do this, this is a, yeah. a, a, for a company called... Um, Oh, Joan, um, what's that called? Um, oh, is it a, uh, a, a strength, uh, strength finder, strength builders? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. for um, yeah, these were abused women. Yeah, abused mm-hmm. women. You and I have yeah, both done chain that. breakers. Chain breakers. Yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. Typical expressive. I, know. I got see, so I know. far ahead. I but did you see how I walked? With two expressives walked each other through it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Filling in if the only gaps. Only we had an we analytical go. person in here. <laughs> no, no, no. They'll slow That's it down right. too slow much. Down. We'll lose the fun portion. Yeah. yeah. But you went in there because, like, that's powerful too. Because think of all of this abuse. Oh yes. It's just probably major clashes of styles. Well. The abuse usually doesn't come right at first. Yeah, no. It comes when the communication fades away yeah. and other things come. Then we have come. to go violent yeah, because then, the words aren't working. Yeah. Powerful. But I enjoyed doing that uh, yeah. session with them because they kept comparing us. Yeah. Someone would say, well, Matt said this. Oh, did and they I say said, that? That's true. That's true. And this is how yeah. that works over here. Exactly. And it was funny. Isn't they were saying, what would it be like if we had them both in here teaching well, We're going to do it. We'll go do it. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing it, I think. This later this year, yeah. again, August. Yeah, We're going to take a break. Okay. Uh, we're talking to Mike Cheney, and Mike uh, is the, the, the CEO of Persogenics. I keep wanting to say personogenics. Persogenics. Um, go check him out at persogenics.com, and he's also a BYU professor teaching us our communication styles. We'll be back uh, wrapping it up. We'll only have a few minutes at the end because we're going to be sending you over to uh, commencement exercises at Brigham Young University. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A new prospecting wave is gearing up to explore the moon. But instead of gold, they're searching for something much more valuable. Water. This is Innovation Now. Bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. For a long time, experts thought the moon was a dried-up place without a drop of moisture on it. Luckily, that's no longer true. Water can and does exist on the airless moon. 
frozen and locked up in lunar soil at the bottom of polar craters that haven't seen sunlight for millions of years. That's where explorers will want to go when they return to the moon, to the southern pole. Why is that water so valuable? Because it's so heavy and expensive to launch from Earth into space or to the moon. If you want to live on the moon, a local free source of water means you can break that water down into oxygen and breathe, and hydrogen to fuel rockets. Of course, you can also drink it and grow food with it. Before humans get there, robotic prospectors will explore and dig for us. Astrobotic Technology is preparing to launch a lander and rover in 2015 to search for water on the moon and try to win the Google Lunar X Prize. They're not alone. NASA is happy to see several private teams joining the gold rush to the water. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. And what a song. Every time it was recorded, it stopped my world for a while. Ron Simpson is passionate about music and knows a good song when he hears one. I'm plenty old enough to realize this is something new, something pretty cool, something important. Join him as he takes a closer look into the songs and musicians he knows and loves. Trying to analyze the chords and figure out why the song communicates such an incredible mood. The Tantara Hour, weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, today we we've got a great a great topic. Um, we are talking with Mike Cheney, who is the founder of Persogenics, which is a, a skill a, a tool that you use to figure out what your communication style is. Every one of us has a different style. Some are dominant, some are expressive, some are analytical, some are amiable. And uh, we have to figure out what our style is in order, and the style of the people around us, in order to know how best to scope our messages, how best to communicate with the people around us. We can't just assume everybody's coming at communication from the same angle. So we've been talking to Mike about that. Now, also, if, you, if you've been listening, you're thinking, I would love to be assessed and figure out what I am. You can do this. Give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. We'll be answering the phones, and we will take uh, down your email address, and and then we'll be able to email you a link. Yeah, their name is helpful. Though their name, give us, their, give us your name and your email, and um, we will... Uh, We'll send you out a link, and then you can actually just start. It gives you so much information in the packet you get that you're you're pretty well informed. Yes, you are. But it'd be great too to to. I mean, this is a neat thing that I think to sit down and talk to your spouse about and say, "Whoa, look at what I am." That's look what we, you are. Yeah, we have a comparison report for spouses and for the children to the spouses too. That's such a big deal. Yeah. So one eight five five chat BYU. Give us a call one eight five five chat BYU, and you can leave your name and your email address, and they will uh, hook you up with some passwords to get in and be assessed. So Mike, fill me out. Yes. Tell me this: What is the biggest problem with um, when you see an Amy, uh, uh, an analytical, and an expressive? So that's me and my, two of my team members. Right. I'm expressive. They're analytical. I probably – one issue we talked about is I overwhelm. I probably go too fast. Yes. They go too slow in my mind. Yes. Um, is there anything else I need to worry about? Remember that when you're out 
or an about yeah. with people, it, part of your communication pattern is actually to reach out and, and touch people when you're trying to make a point. Yeah. And they're the, like the analyticals. Yeah. They don't like to be don't touched. Don't be touching me. That's right. Right. And yet you and I never, don't even know we do it. Right. Because it's just part of that mm-hmm. communication pattern that we follow. Yeah. So you got to be careful of that. Yeah. Um, the other thing to be careful of is if you can learn to tell people the difference between actionable thoughts and thinking yeah. out loud. State it out yeah. loud. Like, this is just me thinking. I tell my staff that all the time. I'll say, hey, listen, just thinking out loud. And you can just see them relax mm-hmm. because now they know. Well, and especially when they all, yeah. once they've all learned this and then they know that that's the cue. Right. The cue is relax. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make this actionable yet. That's right. I'm just thinking. So we get every, so that's one, that's one thing. And, and then what you're saying, um, if you're an analytical person and you're in a world of speed and expressives, right. maybe they should do what? Well, they have to speak up. Yeah. They have to say, wait a minute. Start at the beginning of your thought because that didn't make sense to me. Right. But that's not natural for them to want interrupt you because yeah. they like to take about three to five seconds <clears throat> to think something through before they say something. Well, in right. three to five seconds, you and I have already moved two ideas down the road. Oh, no. I've seen that. So, yeah. so one of the most important things they can do is just say, hold it just a second. Could you start at the beginning of your thought? That doesn't offend no. you or me. No. In fact, we go – Oh, okay. I thought I did, but that's yeah. okay. Let's try then we again. go back. That's, that's right. great. That helps. So, so that is the analytical. Tell me about an ex- um, an amiable. How do what what happens between amiables and expressives and amiables and expressives do really well together because they're both relationship oriented. They right. both want people to like them. They are, people are important to them, so they really don't have a lot of communication problem. Mm-hmm. Expressive talks a little too much. Doesn't listen as well yeah. as the amiable would like. Right. The real uh, conflict or possible misjudgment uh, in communication comes between the amiable and the dominant. Okay, tell me that. Now, the dominant again, the least, the 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 least common uh, trait set, right? Are the dominant? Yes, twelve percent. Twelve percent. And um, what what what? Do they, I guess that just doesn't seem friendly to the amiable. They just don't. They just seem too in your face. That's exactly what right. So here's the rules we tell the dominants or the guidelines. We say, look, you got to give people three to four feet when you're talking to them. And hmm. dominants, dominants can be within you know 18 inches of you, and they're perfectly comfortable. They just zone in yeah. on you. Yeah, but an amiable cannot even look at them. And you got to remember, if you're not looking at them, then the dominant thinks you're not paying attention, right. and they get closer. Scary. Which, which yeah. drives the amiable crazy. Yeah. So one of the best things the amiables can do, the rules we or guidelines we give them are, first thing you want to say when you walk in is, if you can't say it in two minutes, then that means you're not ready for the conversation with the dominant. That's great. Yeah. That's interesting. That's why you hear, you know, it's fast because you can hear all the pop psychology or like all of the things that you that are being taught. Like you need a you need an elevator pitch. It's two minutes. Right. So who wrote that book is probably a dominant. A dominant That's right? exactly right. So exactly give right. me your pitch. If you can't pitch me in two minutes, blah, you're wasting my time. Exactly right. Fascinating. We, we've got some books out there that are written. People call them personality yeah. assessments and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And really, they're not uh, yeah. quite that right. Right. But uh, you can tell who the author was, uh, what their pattern is. You can is. tell what their pattern uh-huh, is. Because the area that they're strong in, they really write well about. The mm-hmm. other area, they got some mis- they, they plopped some things from the wrong uh, pattern into another pattern oh, and vice versa. Interesting. It's interesting to yeah. watch them. Yeah. Well, and it's fascinating, too, that we then, we, I guess everyone's kind of arguing their approach. I mean, we all kind of, we come at it from our frame of reference. Yes. So if I'm an expressive, I'm just going to argue the point of expressive. You got to, look, you got to free flow. You got to think. Don't, you got to be fluid. Those are words I'm going right. to use. Don't tie me down with a concept that, I mean, a, 
a, a, a structure that's too rigid. Too rigid. I have to have some flexibility to get you what you want. Uh-huh, exactly. Right. Wow. Yeah. This is powerful. It, you can't believe what it changes in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, between parents and children, between yeah. parents, yeah, between parents and grandparents. I mean, uh, on the family side, but on the business side, mm-hmm. it totally affects how they do everything. Yeah. Salespeople all of a sudden realize that they usually are only selling to people that are like them. Yeah. And guess what? Most salespeople happen to be dominant and expressive combinations. Isn't that true? And who are they selling to? 69% of the population. That's right. They don't even know how to talk to them. And then, yeah, you've got to pitch your sales pitch to an analytical. Yeah. And you come in just spewing with speed and yep. and lots of fluidity, and they need data and context <laughs> and right. structure. That's right. And that's uh, that's uh, when we go into a sales organization and train the salespeople. Yeah. Within just a few hours after class, we start getting the reports from them. And say, hey, I just had an amiable on the phone, mm-hmm. and I did those three things you told me to do, and we had the greatest conversation. I'm getting that deal. Isn't and that, that all comes from that understanding. You well, it's also you can you can kind of see, um, I guess, and this is this is just maybe how universal this is. Is all of a sudden our the style actually so matters because um, it, it unleashes me to understand me, but it also unleashes you to me. Now, all of a sudden, me knowing tells me maybe I need to have a presentation ready to pitch something in almost every style. That is correct. In fact, our business cards are set up with our patterns on them. Uh-huh. And if clients turn them over, it gives them the model so that when we're talking, if someone says, well, what does this mean? It says you're dominant expressive. Well, you turn the card over. And of course, we've taught our, yeah. our, our people how to read the people and they already know their pattern. Yeah. And then we say, well, let me show you what you probably are. Do you happen to do this, this, and this? That's exactly what I do. Okay. Then this is where you're at. So for you and I to communicate, I've got to, if it happened to be an analytic, yeah. I've got to give you more information. I've got to speak a little bit slower. And I've got to give you more uh, detail and ask, let you ask some questions. That's and of course, great. then that analytical looks at you and go, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not usually what salespeople are like, are no, they? And not they at would all. say, no, not at all. Yeah. In fact, I just made you feel comfortable, didn't I? Right. And all of a sudden, the products we sell, they're all interested in. See, and that's yeah. that kind of goes back to the old, you know, in order to influence someone positively, you must first be influenced by them. Yes. But maybe what we ought to be influenced by is what's their style? What's their pattern? You bet. Because whatever their pattern is, it's going to set me up. I mean, that's fascinating. Most people, when they're preparing their speech or their presentation to yes. go pitch, they're sitting there thinking about, their pitch, them, their benefits of their pitch. It's all about our company. It's right. what we're looking for. Yep. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use my forte expressive ability, and I'm going to come in and blow them over. I'm going to blow them out of the water. Right. But if I spent that same time maybe almost worrying less about what I'm going to say than what their style or, or approach is, the, the people I'm speaking with. That's right. If I just studied them and I didn't prepare the speech at all, I'd I'd probably have more success. You would have more success, guarantee it. Even if you didn't have your numbers down, unless I guess you're talking to an analytical. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You've got an analytical. You better you have a, a briefcase with some data mm-hmm. in it. It's uh, it really is. It, it kind of it. I guess it actually validates. So we have all these principles, like you got to be influenced by someone before you try to influence them. Yes. But we've never necessarily had the tool set. Here's a tool set to quickly assess. How quickly can you assess? Like, is there a short form version? Are there three, four? Are there four questions you could ask that would pretty much peg someone? Well, 
There is if someone's been trained in okay, it. Okay, so once you've kind of gone into Because they know that they, they don't have just four, but they could ask for. Yeah. But the first one kind of tells them where they should go for their next okay. one, and that one then tells them what they need to yeah. confirm. Yeah. But that's a process people have to learn to do, mm-hmm. and you really have to kind of be trained to do it. Is it and is, is, there, a, is there like a continuum? Is this like a... a um, is this like a spectrum? So with dominant and amiable, we're really talking about do you work with people or kind of over them? Is that the spectrum? Yes, that would be correct. With or over. Yeah, What's the other spe- side? Um, well, let's see. Uh, so that is. You're almost better at this than Expressive I am. and. Um, Analytical. Analytical. So one's the thinker. Oh, out or in. Uh, so it's in. kind of inside out, outside in, yes. with or over someone. Yes. Yeah, you could use those descriptors. That's a cool I'd, way to. I'd that's probably, just how my see my mind yeah, works. I was going to go. Did you notice I thought it out loud? Yeah, I was just going to say you've been thinking out loud, so you notice I stopped talking. Isn't that amazing <laughs> yeah. though? I, I just I just did it right there. Yep, you did. I just totally embarrassed myself. No, what you really did was you came up with a model, yeah. a visual model that you could see because you're visual, uh-huh. and I had to speak it out. And, and you I was, had to I was say even it out like loud. I noticed yep. I was even drawing lines uh-huh. in the air with your hand. Yep. That is fascinating, boy. I've learned more about myself here than in my with my therapist today. Well, <laughs> well gee whiz. Where's, who do I send the bill to? Send it to my wife. <laughs> oh, dear. She will pay you later. Yeah. Uh, it really is. It's a uh, – and plus it's, it's simple. This is really relatively simple. It is very much so. You're not complicating it. That's the biggest thing that we talk about is okay. make – it's not hard. It requires work. Yeah. You have, to, you have to try it. Yeah. You have to experience it. Okay. Um, Mike, you're the best. That's fun. Okay, are you going to come back? I want you to come back, and we're going to need more help. I'd be happy. This to is come the back. cheapest consulting we'll ever get. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but uh, maybe you, you have to do it because you're on campus. So we are. We're talking to Mike Cheney, uh, the president, CEO of Persogenics, and you can go find out Persogenics. Go find more about it. Persogenics dot com. If that when they get there, they can also leave their email. Can they yes, leave they an email can. and say, hey? My name, my email, I, I listen to you on the Matt Townsend Show. Can you please send me your stuff? Yes, absolutely. Because really, and if you're listening out there, I just know there's some truck driver right now driving across to Oklahoma thinking, holy cow, my wife is totally <laughs> an analytical. And I'm, a, I'm an expressive. And you're going you're gonna to help. You're going to help people a lot. I hope so. Mike Cheney. I love it. You're the best. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Check out Mike at Persogenics.com. And we're now going to turn it over to BYU Commencement. Soak it in, folks. Some good words from some great people. This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.